gets the first down. Oh, that's a breath of fresh air for the Rams. First time these schools have played since 1966. It's been a while. Caught McBride. His 13th catch of the ball game. First and 10 from the 25. Play action. Centeno. Little toss there. This is McBride. Boy, that didn't take long before they got the ball to their fine tight end. And McBride. See? You see? He's not a machine. Or maybe Trey McBride is a machine. We're going to talk to somebody who saw him up close and personal uh, many, many a times. We're talking CSU football right now with uh, from the Colorado and covering all things CSU, Kevin Lytle. Kevin, 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 what do you think about when you hear that uh, those those highlights right there? <laughs> it's kind of funny. I'm listening there. I'm thinking, uh, one, what an odd season last year was, but two, Every name you hear in those clips is no longer part of CSU football, which I think is is fitting for how this you know uh, transition is. It's just so many new faces, new names. Obviously, different ways those players are are gone. Obviously, Trey's off to the NFL, where I think he'll have success. Uh, Todd Santeo is kind of showing the door as as the new regime came in. Uh, so it's a whole lot of new with Colorado State football. So, so that's the main thing that jumps to mind uh, yeah. listening to those highlights. Thank you, Kevin, for joining us. You said an interesting word there, uh, which is new. Almost 60 new faces on this year's squad. A lot of freshmen, some transfers. Uh, give us a little bit, give the listeners, give us a little bit of a, a, a CSU 2022 preview 101, if that makes sense. Like, what what's going on yeah. up there, and, and you know what can the fans ex- expect? Yeah, sort of your broad look and things to know. I mean, first off is just the offense. It's the air raid offense with Jay Norvell and, and Matt Mummy. They're going to throw it around. You know, Matt Mummy the other day said, you know, we want to average in the 30s in points, um, even though it's just their first season. That, you know, transition can take some time, but they plan to score it. Um, your quarterback is Clay Millen. He's a four-star uh, recruit transferred from Nevada. Um, he was going to replace Carson Strong there, but – um, followed Norvell and crew. And then probably your top couple receivers are from Nevada as well. Tory Horton, Melquan Stovall, um, plus a couple holdovers. So a whole lot new on the offense, and they're going to throw it around. It's going to look uh, you know, basically a full 180 different from last year. You nailed it right there. This is a CSU team that last season averaged all, right right under 24 points a game. And you bring in Jay Norvell and, like you said, Mummy and the offense and, and a new quarterback with Clay Millen uh, and, the, and the wide receivers you mentioned there as well. Uh, Nevada averaged almost 37 points a game last season. So you, you when, when Mummy's saying we want to average those mid-30s, that's exactly right. Now, is that... How have you seen it in fall camp so far as far as you, when you're seeing the offense go up against the defense? Because it, 90% of the time the defense is ahead of the offense. But how are the players grasping this, um, the new players, um, and how has it helped having those transfers coming from Nevada with Coach Norvell as well? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think you know the offense won't put up the numbers that Nevada did last year, probably because that was you know year five in the system, and you had a quarterback in Carson Strong, who had been playing a lot, you know, kind of an yeah. NFL caliber guy. Whereas Clay Millen, there's obviously a lot of expectation potential for him, but he's still you know a kid. He's never you know he's thrown two passes in college. Frankly, it's been like two years since he's really played because his senior year of high school basically got wiped out by COVID. Um, so the offense isn't going to be at that, you know, status yet. It's going to take some time. 
But I think they're going to move the ball. I think they're going to score the ball. Um, I think it's going to be a solid group. You're going to have some growing pains. The offensive line is going to have some, uh, you know, growing pains as well. And, and like I say, Clay Millen, you know, is just a kid. He's going to have some really great moments, but he's probably going to have some tough ones as well, especially opening against Michigan. You're not exactly easing into the season or anything. Uh, but I do think the offense is going to be pretty solid, and um, the defense has certainly battled in this camp. I, I'm actually growing in optimism about CSU's defense right now. That was that perfect segue into the next question, talking about who's back and who's back for the Rams um, on the defensive side of the football. You've got uh, is Cameron Carter, linebacker, fifth-year senior, played in all 12 games for the Rams last season, 101 tackles, six sacks. I mean, talk to me a little bit about him, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the secondary too. Yeah, definitely. Cameron's a guy that actually he kind of got benched in spring. He was challenged, and you know, a walk-on Drew Kulik from, from Denver, he went to Regis, had – passed him by and the staff basically challenged Cameron said you need to pick it up and he's responded well and had a really good camp and he's probably back in the starting lineup uh, next to him is Daquan Jackson who's really the heart and soul of, of this defense he's uh, probably the most respected guy in that locker room mm-hmm. a fifth year guy uh, he his numbers weren't amazing last year but he was completely beat up he frankly probably shouldn't have been playing uh, late in the season but he just you know kind of gutted through it but he's healthy now so he's absolutely your, your kind of leader of that defense and one of the holdovers because, again, they've had a lot of transition there. Um, you lost some of your good D-linemen, although they've brought in some other guys. That, that unit looks pretty good. Uh, but definitely, again, a lot of transition on that defense. So in the running back position, you've got uh, a senior running back, Ajon Vivens, who's landed on the Warful Trophy watch list. Um, is, you know, talk, to, uh, talk to me a little bit about him. Yeah, Ajon's had another interesting journey, uh, you know, another Denver kid. He, he went to Mullen, and he was a receiver, um, then transitioned a few years ago to running back. Obviously, again, there's a completely different system, but he actually fits it well because of that receiver background. Uh, you know, he's a good sort of downhill runner, but he'll catch passes out of the backfield as well. So he's he looks like he's pretty well set up to have a nice season. And he'll be backed up by Avery Morrow, another Nevada transfer. Him and Morrow and Ajan have a lot of similarities. They can catch the ball, you know, kind of uh, the those quick, shifty running back types. Um, but I'm excited to see what Ajan can do because this often seems like a pretty good fit for him. It's Fan Cave right here on Mile High Sports, 98.1, 107.5 HD3. We're speaking with Kevin Lytle from the Colorado and covering all things CSU Ram football. Uh Kevin, let's talk a little bit about Jay Norvell. Um, and I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you the question: What was going on with the whole uh, Denver media tour and, uh, and and all that? Give it, give the listeners a little insight. Yeah, I mean that's kind of a whole long, long thing, and it's also much ado about nothing. Um, you know, there's always the the Blake Street huddle or whatever it's called. Where, you know, most of the teams come, um, you know, I've been to it the last couple of years. You know, it's fine. It's nice to be able to get a whole, you know, talk to different teams and everything. But uh, CSU practices in the morning um, through camp, and uh, that was going to be a conflict. Um, I know there was that uh, quote-unquote story, we'll, we'll call it loosely, that yeah. claim that uh, a media relations person dictated the practice time to avoid going to Blake Street, which obviously is a joke because uh, – Coaches dictate that, and I don't think Jay Norvell probably cared one bit. Yeah, your SID is not one bit. Your SID yeah, is your not SID, putting together SID the is, practice schedule. Plan in practice, I'll tell you that. 
Um, and CSU, I mean, the, the media policies under this staff are fantastic. There's no lack of access. Um, Norvell went a whole Denver media tour, um, I think uh, about a week ago, a week and a half ago, where he was on all the TV stations and all that. So there's no lack of access. It was uh, some folks wanting to stir the pot for the sake of stirring the pot. I think we're all ready for actual football games to happen <laughs> because right now we're in that mode where um, just throwing stuff at wall and see what sticks. I liked it. Thanks for thanks for clearing the air on that too, Kevin. We appreciate that. I know we had some questions from some listeners on social media about that to see if we can get uh, get some clarity. Um, got time for about one more here, and and I wanted to just kind of uh, I, I read an interesting article the other day on uh, Coach Norvell and his bigger vision, his bigger plan, and really using Wisconsin as kind of a. a, a an example of that. Um, and then there was another story on CSU and, and kind of how, what they need to do as far as road mapping their way into a quote unquote P five for now, uh, before it becomes P four, P three or P two, whatever is going to happen, but how important this season, next season and the leadership of Jay Norvell, having that vision, um, and those goals under, jo- under Joe Parker as well. And they're aligned to really take CSU potentially, if the opportunity rises, with success on the field to the next level. Yeah, it's really important. I mean, CSU has done all the off-the-field things to try and make that jump with the new stadium, all the facilities. You know, it's all you know at the level it would need to be to make a move up. But the on-field product has failed since, I mean, years now. Uh, you go back to 2017 when the stadium opened. That was an okay year for CSU, but frankly a disappointing one because they could have, maybe should have won the Mountain West. And then basically it's been downhill since then. CSU hasn't made a bowl since 2017. They've been, frankly, non-competitive. Um, and Jay Norvell's not shy about it. In his opening press conference, he, he cited um, Cincinnati as sort of a beacon of, you know, we should be that it was sort of his statement. Um, but you have to win on the field. Uh, you know, all this realignment talk, football is, is the only driver of it. You know, basketball doesn't matter, which is, is wild, but it's the truth. Yep. Uh, so you have to win at football. So, yeah, I think the best case for CSU right now is that, you know, it seems like Notre Dame is the next big domino. You kind of, if you're a CSU fan and you want to move, you kind of hope Notre Dame takes some time to make their decision, and that gives CSU a chance to win on the field and start putting some, you know, proof of product out there for these conferences. So, so that's the best hope, and, and yeah, most importantly, I have to start winning. And you know what? It doesn't take a lot. It takes just maybe two seasons to do it, and the perfect example of that is University of Central Florida out of uh, out of Orlando. 2017, 2018, they did it. They get a Big 12 invite, uh, you know, in the next year and a half. So anything can happen. Yep. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, next week, can we get a Kevin Lytle CSU Michigan preview on uh, the college football edition of the Fan Cave? Absolutely. It would be fun to do. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. That's Kevin Lytle with the Colorado bringing all things CSU, giving you guys your CSU football Rams preview right here and only here on the only show in the Denver market that talks college football, committed to college football. See, that's what it is. Like, we're we're getting NIL money, and oh, we're, yeah. we already committed to the school. We're good to go. We're ready. We're bringing it to you guys now. We are actually taking some NILs if you guys are anybody's interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll take that. Don't go anywhere. It is the Fan Cave. When we come back, it's time to switch to CU. We're going to talk all things CU Buffs. We're going to get a preview for Buffs football from one of the best out there, Adam Munster Tiger, who's been covering them with Buff Stampede since 2003. It is the Fan Cave right here. College Football Edition, Mile High Sports. Dot com. 